Welcome to the Human Resources for Small Business podcast, presented by Zenium HR. I'm your host, Brandon Laws. Whether you're an HR professional or a small business leader, each episode of this podcast is designed to bring you the latest in technical HR and leadership at your convenience. More content is available on our website at www.zeniumhr.com. Let's dive into today's topic. Welcome to the HR for Small Business podcast. This is your host, Brandon Laws. Before we get to our guest today, I wanted to just mention that um, you know we're always looking for reviews on iTunes just so other people like yourself can find the podcast and spread the love. Uh, we, we definitely love reviews on iTunes. If you have a few seconds to just tell us, tell us how we're doing. And you can also email us uh, at info at zeniumhr.com. We're always looking for your feedback about the podcast, about future topics, and you know, just it's about you. It's about what you want to learn. So feel free to reach out that way. I'm also on Twitter at Brandon Laws, and you can reach out to me that way directly. And to our guest, Tyler Mavison, he's a returning guest. Yes, yes, back again. Back again, and, and <laughs> the reason you're back again is we're going to talk book club again. Yeah, book club, book club. So, and for those of you, maybe this is your first time downloading the podcast and listening, uh, we have an internal book club at Zenium, and about every 45 days, would you say, Tyler, we, we meet and discuss Yeah, that sounds about right, you know, a month and a half, yeah. every so often, yeah. So we try to do it, I mean... A lot of us would like to do it monthly. I think. Sure. Oh, yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. So what we basically do is our company buys books for the employees. And then about 45 days to two months out, we try to schedule a discussion. And we, we converse about a book. And it's usually done over you know coffee or happy hour. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a good yeah. way to kind of mingle with your coworkers. And, and from a culture standpoint, sure. you get to sort of you know, ch- chat with people you normally yeah. wouldn't. And so the book that we chose this time is called Better Than Before, Mastering the Habits of Our Everyday Lives. This is written by Gretchen Rubin. And for those that maybe have picked up her previous book that was really popular, The Happiness Project. Did you ever read that? Didn't read. I heard about it. Haven't read it, though. Yeah, so. I, I haven't either. I know a lot of people in the organization here have yeah. read that, and they love that book. And then we picked up Better Than Before. It's, yeah. it's really just a, a way to talk about habits and how to build them and, and yeah. whatnot. So let's dive into the book and just kind of chat about Sure. You know, the book and what we thought of it. Let's let's first, before we dive into the the parts of the book that um, maybe we are critical of mm-hmm. or that we got a lot from, let's talk about just the style in general. What do you think of the style? It's different, right? It is different. Um, I don't know. It was kind of, uh, you know, I, I've read a lot of psych books, you know, psychology books, you know, uh, Malcolm Gladwell, a lot of that stuff. It com- comes off as kind of like a Hmm. preachier type hmm. of yeah, I, um, I see that. Uh, kind of prose but uh, it's kind of talking at you a little bit more than kind of kind of a going a conversation it's kind of ongoing here are some ob- objective uh, discussion points to go for it's more like kind of fluid in that mm-hmm. way but um, it's interesting take I'm curious to see how you like the, the writing style um, I wasn't too big on it but um, I gotta, could, yeah, I got to be fully transparent. So I read this 
on a new feature that Kindle Kindle <laughs> Fire has. Yes. It's called Word, Word Runner. Yeah. It basically, you know, for those that maybe don't know what it is, it's on a Kindle Fire, they have this new on the operating system, they have an option where you can do the Word Runner and it basically flashes words up on a, on a per minute yeah. basis. So this one I read that way instead of reading it. I was trying to get through it pretty fast. Yeah. I also wanted to just kind of capture the essence of the book. What I got from it in doing the speed reading <laughs> that I just did... <laughs> Is that it was, she was very snarky and very, the preachiness, yeah, it comes through a little bit. I kind of felt like the first part of the book, maybe the first few chapters, were very much process oriented. It yeah. was like, yeah. well, and we'll dive into it, but she talks about the four tendencies pillars and the distinctions, yeah. mm-hmm. the pillars of habits. So the very first part of the book is very structured and it's very much, here's how you could yeah. develop and sustain habits. Which and, I liked. That's, which that's, was great. Yeah, that part I liked. And for most people in the discussion this came out is that you could probably stop right there. Yeah. But yeah. the rest of the book was, this is where the snarkiness came in. I, th- I felt like her casual, preachy, maybe. I mean, her writing style was fun. It was engaging. Yeah. And I, I loved it because it supported from her point of view. Yeah. I mean, it's very much her and what she has done. And, yeah. and some other examples, but it supported the rest of the book, though the first part of the book. You know, I, I, you know, I, I agree with that. I agree with. That. I mean, I tend with these books. I tend to kind of, I like the more objective. Here's laid it out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how you can learn. Um, but I mean, I, I, I guess you know, for a lot of people, they can find that kind of casual um, speaking and mm-hmm. kind of relating to you on that kind of level. Um, interesting and and more informative because you can kind of relate you know you're not not always going by a kind of a uh objective you know almost like a textbook yeah overview yeah. of how to develop habits because i think that's kind of been done before it has and i've and i wanted yeah. to bring that up because i have read a book like that it's yeah. called the power of habit a fantastic book mm-hmm. but it's so dry in comparison to yeah. this it's very um you know psychologically based scientific and there's case studies it's just written it was written so dryly uh but very good yeah i mean i don't i want to get that across but yeah. this book is so different yeah and i think I, that's probably what she was going for um the author you know trying to mix it up a little bit trying to not be as um common as other other you know these principal books you know objective based textbook style psych books i think she was trying to be a little bit cutting edge in terms of just let me, let me talk to you and let me go about experiences and how what's working for me and that type of yeah. Uh, scenario we usually wait till the end to talk talk about like the ratings yeah. of the book but yeah. i wanted to just tell you that and i think i mentioned this mm-hmm. in, in our discussion is that this is one of my favorite books of the year really so far wow. i mean we're not that far into the year but yeah. i mean even if you if i go back 12 months i would say wow. this is in the top three i wow. mean i really it was that impactful for me i i really like reading books on habits and personal yeah growth and yeah. all those sort of things and this book really resonated with me See, and, that, and it's funny because some of you guys rolled your eyes yeah. at me like oh this is you know this is but i think that's what's so great about the book club that we that you know we have is you know we can get a lot of these perspectives differing perspectives you know some people and and you weren't alone a lot of people in, in the discussion like the book a lot you know, so I think that's kind of it builds, you know, just get a builds a different perspectives from each people. So I, each person. So I think that that's that's really good. I like the book club that does that, and the book definitely, for some, it's groundbreaking and they they like it and they enjoy it a lot. For some, it's for others, it's more like oh, you know, I've I've heard that before, and it's a little bit hard for me to kind of adapt those practices. Totally. 
So, and I think for this uh, for this type of book, it's it's a self awareness check. Sure, yeah. That's the way I look at this. Is like. Because I, I read a lot of varying books, and I try mm. to get as many ideas as I can. And, you know, some, there's some people that don't pick up very books very often. And so if yeah. they picked up this, I would worry that they would be like, okay, I'm going to follow this precisely, yeah. and then here's a blueprint for how to build habits. And yeah. the way I looked at it was I already sort of have my habits ingrained in me. And I'm like, and we'll talk about it in a second, but like the tendencies and the distinctions. Okay, now I know sort of where I fall on the spectrum. Yeah. And then here are some other ways to sort of build, replace, sustain yeah. the habits that I want to to keep or replace. And she gave a lot of good examples about how to do that. And that's what I loved about this book. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I, I mean, I would, as we'll get to it later, I mean, being held into those four different categories, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think we we're all black and white into, you know, upholders and rebels. And... Let's talk about that. This yeah. is a good segue, Tyler. Mm-hmm. So the four tendencies, do you want to go through those real quick? Yeah. So we have uh, the upholders who... They respond readily to both outer expectations and inner expectations. So an example of that would be they hold themselves accountable to their own probably goals or habits or whatever. And then if other people drop goals, habits, tasks, whatever, they also meet the requirements of those those people as well. Okay, so they they meet both. Okay, So then we go into the questioners. So uh, they question all expectations and will meet expectations only if they believe it's justified. Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So I, I I think that that's kind of I kind of fall into a little bit of that category a little bit you know kind of rebel, question yeah. question everything. You're a borderline rebel. <laughs> but I definitely am a borderline rebel because I'm in the moment. You know, if I feel like it, then it's yeah. going to happen. Um, which kind of brings us to the another one: rebels resist all expectations, outer and inner. Um, and then obligers is the last one, which responds readily to outer expectations, but struggle that's, to meet inner expectations. That's an interesting one because you basically making everybody else happy yeah, except yourself, for you're not yeah. taking care of yourself and your habits and your needs yeah that, that's an interesting one to me but i think a lot of people in the discussion they said they were obligers obligers yeah i, I mean i wonder if it's a work i know what it is i know why <laughs> and, and they say that because they're service very oriented well, sure. people. So oh, they take care of their clients one, yeah. and their their co-workers first that's a great themselves. point yeah i mean we are in the service industry so and we're yeah. trying to provide for our clients so i think i can definitely see them being obligers but then you know at the same time you know works nine to five so wherever it's going on outside of work is it nine to five well it sucks me it varies (laughs) but i mean but the the point is at the end of the day you know you're responsible for your inner development so i mean you can't always hold you know work to be that that uh so those four tendencies were sort of like um like a a self-check like where do i fall on this and then she goes into the distinctions Mm-hmm. What were some of those? So the distinctions... And you don't have to go over all of them because there yeah. were a lot. But again, it was more of a self-check thing. Like, what are your tendencies of the habits? Yeah. So there was the uh, the lark or owl. So what morning, does that mean? So lark was a morning person. Uh, owl is a night person. Hmm. Um, Meaning like if you're going to accomplish something yes, better you in the do, morning. You do, it better, you do it more in the morning uh, or you okay. do it more at night. Yeah. Um, the marathoner, um, so you, you work at a slow, steady pace. Um, and you were in it for the long haul? Longer term. Yep. Sprinter, quick bursts of intense effort. Um, Is that you? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'd probably say, yeah, I'd probably say more of a sprinter. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, the procrastinator, um, 
So finish only when they're at, without a deadline. And I, you know, to be truthful, that's kind of a little bit me too. So mm. definitely, I definitely was that in school. I yeah, that. I remember. I just some some things I definitely have to work. To, I push it towards the end of the deadline, which you know. I definitely need to develop a better habit on that. <laughs> and then uh, there's the uh, underbuyer, uh, hate to shop and buy. The overbuyer, love to shop and buy. Hmm. Um, so I think, and then the simplicity lover, abundance lover, finisher, opener. Um, the, that one's a good, we'll stop there for a second because yeah. the finisher and opener, like the examples I think in the book and in, in our discussion, we talked about like, you know, are you... Are you going to get every ounce of toothpaste out of the toothpaste yeah. Yeah. Um, container? Or do you want to just open up a new one? And I think that, I mean, that analogy or example goes uh, to, to just about good. anything. Yeah. It's like, are you, do you like to just start with new stuff all the time? Or do you, are you seeing projects through? Yeah, I mean, I, I would probably, I, I'm more of like a mixture, I'd say. But I'd probably, I'd lean more to an opener. Um, I just, I I don't know. For a, I feel like I'm a little bit more on the creative side and like to do a lot of creative things. And I feel like I have a lot of ideas. I can start and and start these ideas, but I don't necessarily finish those through. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's you know it's, it's also with forming habits too. So I, I yeah I start habits and or trying to form habits and then I uh, kind of fall back. Yeah. So it's like it's inter- it's interesting because there's tendencies and those distinctions that you just and you just went over some of them. But I think it's like if you if you're reading the book and you just sort of go through that first part, it's sort of a map or it's like a like an assessment. It's kind of like the disc assessment. It's like yeah. a personality. Like where do I fall in the spectrum of you know f- completing projects, doing tasks, which ultimately mm-hmm. impact your habits long term. And I think the those are a nice assessment. You can sort of map it out. Like okay, I'm I'm an upholder. I'm a lark. Mm-hmm. I'm an underbuyer. I'm a familiarity lover. I'm an opener. You know mm-hmm. those sort of things. So you just sort of map out how you are. Yeah. And then, and then the pillars of habit. She goes into that where it's the monitoring, yep. foundation, scheduling, and yep. accountability. So those are the four pillars. And she gives prime examples in each of those things. So I wanted to dive into the pillars and spend most of the time. We, we have some time left. Yeah. And I wanted to st- talk about those pillars because that was this is the, the part of the, the book where the I got the most yeah. out of. Yeah. For example, monitoring. It's basically measuring your habits. Yeah. And uh, personal examples of the measurement part and monitoring was okay so my my goals for the year i wanted to read 35 books mm-hmm. okay how am i going to measure that okay i could have a spreadsheet okay goodreads, goodreads is a social yeah. media app and it allows me to easily on my phone yeah. monitor or f- complete the books as i as i read yeah. them or, or even track my progress so by the end of the year i'm going to know exactly how many books i read if i use the app regularly and i think yeah. like for the measurement Fitbit's the same way, Fitbit. right? You yeah, know, my fitness pal. Any any of those kind any of those, those yeah. um, wearables, you know, mm-hmm. those sort of things. So whether it's fitness or professional development related, if you have the ability to measure your habits and towards your goals, I think you're more likely to reach the goals mm-hmm. because you are oh, always yeah. looking at sort of like a dashboard or whatever. Yeah, you get a, you get a little snapshot of how you're doing to kind of see the progress. And I think people need to see progression towards their goals yeah. in order to, to keep going with it and fulfill that 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 strategy, the goal yeah. they need. Um, 
for the uh, the pillars, I was, I was kind of speaking to you earlier about this. Is like I, I really monitoring is like really the only one that I really kind of stayed true to. Mm. Um, and I feel I don't know because maybe it's an, an analysis in me, you know, analysis and and the all that kind of measuring, like you were mentioning, I like that. Me too. And so, and so I, I enjoy doing that. So I think that's what kind of keeps me in that pillar. But everything else, you know, foundation, um, you know, I don't really do, I'm sad to say, I don't really, you know, get enough sleep. Mm. I don't really eat the way I should or drink the way I should. I don't probably move around or exercise as much as I, I should, which is definitely some, yeah. some goals I should, should be making. Um, and scheduling, like I, <laughs> as much as I, I say, oh, I'm going to commit to that. That's on the schedule. I'm going to commit. Sometimes when it comes to that time frame, I always kind of push, you. move, yeah, yeah, move around. Yeah. The foundation, yeah, I agree with you that everybody I needs think, a foundation. I think it's more of everybody, yeah. Yeah, so I agree with you. I, that wasn't one of the most profound parts of, parts of the pillars. The scheduling was because I'm sitting here looking at it like, okay, I use Outlook calendar or Google yeah. calendars for basically everything and it's you know it's on my phone it's on my work computers and it syncs across all that so I'm like okay if I put it on the calendar am I gonna do it and yeah. you know there's some things that yeah, yeah absolutely but there's also life things that happen I mean I have two young kids at home yeah, yeah. meetings or emergencies happen throughout the day sure. so it's like if it's on the calendar what's to stop me from dimis- yeah. dismissing it or snoozing it you know what e- I mean exactly exactly it's, so I don't I think the scheduling, it's a really good pillar, especially if you have like a pretty open calendar and you're like, okay, at 6 a.m., yeah. I'm working out. Yeah. 7 to 8, you know, that's yeah. my per- professional development time. I'm I'm reading books or I'm doing whatever, um, meditating, journaling, whatever it is that you, you know, you, yeah. you want to develop for a habit and goal. So if you have kind of an open schedule and flexibility, I think the scheduling works a lot better. Yeah. But for people with crazy lives and you know, family, I don't know if it's realistic. Yeah, it's like it's, it's hard. It's I, I definitely don't think it's realistic. I mean, it's hard to you know try to use that. It's not an excuse necessarily, but um, it's true. I mean, it's yeah. like I think it, that benefits people who have large chunks of time yeah. where they can say, okay, between six and nine p.m., totally. I can do that workout, yeah. or I can do. Um, you know, I can read that book, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or read pages in the book. It's hard for people, you know, to have, you know, very uh, dynamic lives that are just, something can happen at the, you know, drop of the hat to really kind of stick true to a schedule. Yeah. So I, I definitely hear your point on that. So let's, let's wrap up with talking about the accountability because I think this pillar is actually the most profound. Yeah. Because monitoring foundation scheduling, it's all like sort of this self, this internal you know, that's, mm-hmm. it's all you. The accountability is an interesting one because this to me is an external one. It's yeah. it's sort of like if you don't reach your task or goal or whatever it is and you don't, you know, sustain that habit, who's holding you accountable? And I think if you if you have a, a buddy that, yeah. you know, or your coworkers or your family and they know about your, your goals that you're trying to reach and you publicize it, yeah. I think you're more likely to... to you know, be embarrassed or yeah. or feel the repercussions a little bit when you don't reach them. And I think that's and, and to that point too. I'm glad you mentioned that. I don't think it can just be anybody. I don't think I don't can, think so I, either. It, it can't just it's be, be a random that's aligned with your yeah, goals, tied so you, to, or tied to you closely enough that, like you like you mentioned before, if I don't do this, totally, I'm going to be held. They're going to they're going to you know 
let me know it, and、yeah. they're gonna hold me accountable. But I might feel. A, well, a reaction to that. Here's an example. We did the walking challenge last year.、Mm-hmm. So how? I mean, you managed that. Yeah. How we structured it was basically you kind of set a goal. Yeah. And then you, most people had Fitbits, so they were tracking their steps. And then by the end of the week, they're submitting their their steps, and then they have their goal right next to it. So they sort of feel that embarrassment, like、yeah. uh, I was under、yeah. my goal. But also they have their their teammates. Yeah. That that are trying to get encourage them to step、exactly. more. So. The accountability piece, I think, is huge, and it's、yeah. it's one of those things that if you can sort of、um, align yourselves with people who are also trying to reach similar goals, and they actually care about the outcome. Yes, that's, that's huge. That's, that's, that's huge. huge. Yeah, and it, and it doesn't always be like a negative thing. You know, they're going to reprimand you for not doing your goal, but they can also offer you know encouragement, you know, constructive、yeah. feedback. And I don't think you're going to get that from some random you know acquaintance you met or some、mm-hmm. coworker you don't really. Hang out with that much, or or you know, talk with that much. You have to be someone that's close to Absolutely. you. Absolutely. The other piece of the accountability, which is a sort of a internal one, was the pairing. Do you remember that part? Because yeah, that was yeah. For me, I'm like, gosh, there's some things in my life that you could pair, so that way, when you're doing one thing, you're、yeah. doing the other, and it it sustains like a good habit. Here's an example for you. I'm a huge Portland Trailblazers fan. Yep. NBA for for those that、oh, don't really、sure. follow it. Um. <laughs> So those games are what two and a half, three hours, yeah, right? And、yeah. I'm watching every game,、yeah. every second. So why not pair it with exercise? So every time I watch a Portland Trailblazers game, I have to be doing push-ups, sit-ups, or running in place,、yeah. or stretching, or whatever it needs to be done. And I have to do it for the majority of the game,、yeah. or during timeouts, or whatever. So I'm pairing a habit that I want to build. With something I already do. Yeah. So that that was my example. I don't know if you have any that you can come well, up with. Well, one thing、period. that I've, I've done、uh, a little bit before,、uh, in the past,、um, just recently, because、uh, I have a seven-month-old son, and、oh, sorry, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they, you know, I've been reading all these books that say, you know, they at this age, you know, you should, you know, should talk to them and speak to them so they can get the, you know, the words and the dictation and, and start hearing your voice. Well, I pair that with reading books, like reading,、mm-hmm. you know, this book, for instance, or you know, other books, fiction books. Nothing too, you know, that would be too crazy. But I mean, they're seven months old; they're not going to really understand the whole,、no. the the meanings behind the words, just the words themselves, and they're hearing your voice. So、mm-hmm. I think that's kind of a development for him,、Absolutely. and a development for me at the same time. So it's both. You have a baby genius. We'll see. I'm not, I'm not reading Shakespeare to him.、Yeah. So. <laughs> Maybe might well, might as well start now. Exactly. Yeah. So, just on the accountability piece, there's a quote that I pulled from the、mm-hmm. book that I absolutely loved. It was towards the end. She says, "Habits multiply for better or for worse within individuals. They also spread from one person to another." And I think that's so true. Yeah. It's as you know, people are exercising, they're going out walking, they're they're reading books, and they're publishing it on Goodreads and whatnot. Yeah. That spreads like wildfire. Oh yeah. People are like. Tyler's reading forty books a year. Yeah, wow. Maybe I should start reading. And so yeah. it sort of builds. I think it builds good. It does. Well, and it, I, or bad habits. It, and you kind of did that to me inadvertently when you said you're starting your book challenge. You were like, "I'm going to read twenty five books." And I go, "Well, Brandon's reading twenty five books. I want to start making a goal for reading books." And then I went on Goodreads and I、mm-hmm. set like a twenty book goal. Yeah.、Um, so yeah. So I mean, I, I definitely can see that. And, and, I mean, it's crazy how much social media is changing the ha- the、yeah. the way habits、oh, are、yeah. because I mean, Fitbit's a perfect example. That that's a it's meant for a competitive social experience,、yeah. right? So I walk 
10,000 steps yeah. a day would be my goal personally. But if I see Tyler over here yeah. has 15,000, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> I need to step it up a yeah. little bit. I mean, so it sort of builds that competition. You know, similarly on Facebook or LinkedIn, well, not so much LinkedIn, Instagram, you know, people are always posting pictures or what they're eating or, yeah. or exercising. Yeah. And, you know, if you look at that enough, you yeah. sort of feel like, ah, I could be doing more. Yeah. Like, I could be doing more. Like every day I should be getting up, eating right, exercising. And I think those, when we go back to the foundation, which is a pillar, yeah. one of the pillars of habits, I think the social things is sort of the accountability plus the foundation. I think those, yeah. those two things can tie together. I agree. I agree. I think that there's a subtle... Um, you know, motivators, you know, inside help, like within, you know, social media, when you see, you know, people doing certain things, exercising, you got, you got people like posting like their, their routes from like their Fitbits and saying, oh, this, you know, so-and-so walked eight miles. And you're like, wow, that's, that's really good. I mean, and she just did that in an hour. What, mm-hmm. where, you know, what am I doing right now? Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's kind of, it kind of those subtle motivators, you know, like I'm going to, maybe I'm going to start walking. Yeah. Yeah. So Tyler, in this discussion, in our book club discussion, did I, did I cha- help change your mind about whether or not this book was one of your favorites for the, for the last, at least this year? <laughs> I mean, it's, I would say it's the discussion in our discussion now. I mean, it, I definitely can understand, you know, you know, why people enjoy it and why people liked it. I, I would still wouldn't put it in my my top five okay. for the year. Fair but, enough. But uh, you know, it, it it could grow on me later Tyler, on. Maybe some of those nuggets. Give people insight. Tyler loves the philosophical <laughs> and you know historical fiction. You're yeah, I like all that stuff. That. Yeah. So you I mean this is probably a little outside of, outside of that. But yeah. uh, either way, I I do appreciate the, oh, it was, it was the great. dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Humor me. Rating it out of five. What would you give it? Out of a five. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll give it. I'll give it a growing three, maybe. I like it. Okay, yeah. that's good enough for me. Okay, so for for those that listen, we really appreciate the download today. Uh, Tyler, if you want to connect with Tyler, where can we find you? So I'm well on Twitter. I'm on. Uh, it's Mavison. It's M A Y V A S O N. Mm-hmm. Um, about LinkedIn, you on there? Yes, I am on LinkedIn. Awesome. So first and last name. LinkedIn. Sweet. So that's Tyler Mavison. I'm Brandon Laws. You can reach me on Twitter at Brandon Laws. It's pretty easy. And then also on LinkedIn. I'd be happy to connect with you guys. And then, um, you know, the Zenium website, www.zeniumhr.com. You can find all of our podcasts there. We got tons of articles and white papers and, and no shortage of educational content. So, uh, again, we appreciate you listening and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Human Resources for Small Business podcast. Subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our blog at www.zeniumhr.com forward slash blog and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn to hear about the latest in HR and leadership. The information on today's episode is for educational purposes only and should not be taken as legal or customized advice for you or your organization. This podcast is hosted and fully produced by Brandon Laws, that's me, and created and owned by Zenium Resources, Inc. For more information or to contact us, visit www.zeniumhr.com 